The Poe Politicking Show is brought to you by Audible. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, Audible is great for any continuous learner wanting to grow and expand their knowledge and insight. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O-Audio and get an audiobook of your choice free with a 30-day trial. After the trial, your paid membership will begin at $14.95 per month. With your membership, you will receive one credit every month, good for an audiobook on Audible. Cancel before your trial ends and you will not be charged. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O-Audio and download a free book by Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Napoleon Hill, Les Brown, Damon John, and more. Always remember that knowledge is power. Popolitikin.com. Welcome back to Popolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you download our app on iTunes. I'm now politicking with Jen Slay. She's an author, life coach, all-around great person. How you doing today? I'm great, thank you. So thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Can you talk about your hometown? Let us know where you're from. My hometown. I am in London, Ontario, Canada. So you know, small city, trying to be big. We're about four hundred thousand. It's nice, quiet, great place to raise a family. You were born out there, or you moved out? No, there? actually, I wasn't born here. I was born in a different province, uh, in Manitoba, Central Canada, way up north, way way up north. Like negative degree temperatures on a daily basis. <laughs> so how is it far as like uh, living in Canada? How do you like it? It's nice. I mean, I haven't I haven't known anything different, so it's really hard to be able to compare it to anything. But I mean, I'm not fearful when I walk out my door. I don't know if that helps at all. But it's no, it's nice. In all seriousness, it's nice here. It's quiet. And how is the treatment of colored people out there? It's a lot better than what I see on the news down there. <laughs> um, I mean, um, I feel that I've been treated equitably throughout my life. I haven't encountered a lot of racism. I'm not going to say none. I mean, as a kid growing up, got called the N-word, you know. And But, I mean, my father raised us to believe that if we work hard enough, we'll get what we want. And that's kind of been our life. We've worked hard. We've gotten what we wanted. So... I can't really say that I've been victim to a lot of racism and discrimination, but that's not to say that it's not here. Okay. So just let us know who you are. Like, tell us your background, like, far as professionally, you know, your experience. Okay. Okay. Well, as, as you mentioned, I am a life coach. I've been a social worker for the last 20 years. So I've worked in a number of different areas within social work, primarily child protection, though, working with families to keep their kids safe. Um, and over the last five to 10 years, I've taken a dabble in entrepreneurship, started out in Mary Kay. You've heard of Mary Kay? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, was, I mean, but I actually have like some friends that do it and they be getting cars and everything. So they yeah, can it's, knock it. Extreme, <laughs> yeah. It's extremely lucrative. And you know what? In all honesty, out of all of the different multi-level marketing, mm. um, industry or Prog or what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, I know you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, but Talking out of all of them, their, their training is second to none. 
Like in all honesty, they, they really put in effort to train their directors to make sure that they're bringing people up. I absolutely loved my time with them. But isn't um, like does isn't like Mary Kay like she has kind of like a, a real good story. I forgot it, but I know she had like a real good story how she came up and even Yeah, like she was she was up in age when she started Mary Kay and uh, she just decided that she was going to invest everything she had into this company to basically help empower women to be self-sufficient, independent and make make lives for themselves and their families. Her motto was uh, God first, family second, career third, and she teaches that throughout the whole organization. So it's, it's, it was an amazing, amazing time. And so from there, from Mary Kay, I got into my own business called Pink Ink, and I was an image and style consultant with Pink Ink, and I still do that as well, and then started life coaching. Because what I found a lot with women was that we, I would be sitting there and I would be helping them look fantastic. But then when we got to talking, they had, there was such a sadness inside. And women are beautiful when they're confident. If they can feel that confidence within, then it, it just ex exudes on the outside. And so I developed my program called Finesse so that we really do get the, what's on the inside out. And so so what what where so what happened with you what made you want to take this path? What it happened? Was probably with me? like well, some that happened in your life that made you go yes, this route. Yes. So a few years back, I went through a really difficult divorce. In terms of um, the way I was raised, you got married, you stay married at all costs. You just you're just married forever. Um, and I know everybody usually goes in with that thought, <laughs> but when my marriage broke down. It was really devastating for me. Uh, there was a lot of guilt. There was a lot of shame. There was a lot of hurt. And what happened, um, I had to figure out how am I going to get through this time? Because I'm a person that just bounces back. Uh, anytime anything difficult has ever happened in my life, I just bounce back quickly. But with this, I couldn't bounce back. And so I had to figure out, okay, there were times where I didn't even want to wake up. I just wanted to die. And I had to figure out, what am I going to do? So I took a look at uh, my life in terms of my career. How did I help my clients get through their difficult times? What did I have to do for myself to get through the difficult times? And I wrote it all down and then created a book called Finesse Your Life. And from the book, um, the program was developed. And I have an online program as well as a coaching program called finesse where i help people to really look at their mind their body and their spirit have some tips and strategies to really uplift that within themselves empower themselves to do it and live the greatest life they can i say so since you already let us in it just going to keep talking about it let us know more about the book and the journal and the program and the facebook groups and the, you're all over the place i see you uh, yeah, you know what? It's been an amazing ride right now. It truly, truly is. The book was released in July, and I was in Atlanta, actually, when it was released, and had some rave reviews, so I'm really, really happy. People are saying, I couldn't put it down. It was awesome. But basically, the book is divided into three sections, about the mind, the body, and the spirit, and it really talks about different tips and strategies to use to uplift each area. Because if you're deficient in one area, 
it's really hard to keep up the others. If your body is unhealthy and sick, it's hard to keep a positive mindset and your spirits are down. So everything, everything is related. And so I, I wrote the book to help people with that. And it's kind of a workbook too. So by the time you're finished the book, you have a plan of action, like a business plan almost, but it's for your life. And then out of that, I said, okay, well, what if I created a journal that people could look at every single day? some of the most important things to do to be able to uplift themselves. So with the journal, one of the things I say is gratitude is one of the most important things in a person's life. If you can wake up in a spirit of gratitude, it just sets the precedent for the rest of your day. And so the book starts off with day one, write down three things you're grateful. Then it has a daily affirmation that you say every morning, every night, and then sections to journal every day. And you end your week with gratitude again. And it just goes through that there's 52 weeks in a year. So there's 52 affirmations. Repetition is what is what helps to make things change in your life. So repeating these affirmations over and over and over again, subconsciously it gets into your brain and then it just, your brain works to make it happen. So there's science behind it, but I make it so that it's understandable and relatable to everybody. All right. Speaking of science, I was actually going to ask you about, so what do you think about the law of attraction and like positive thinking and stuff like that? I think it's so important. It's so important because it, 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 it impacts your mood. If you, if you're constantly negative, then you, you're just going to attract negative things to you and negative things are going to keep happening. But if you can find some sort of positivity in, in even the crappy things that happen in our lives, if you can find something to hold on to, to grab onto, then you'll attract more of that. And as you keep attracting, then eventually think things will subside. One of the laws of physics is that um, change is inevitable. Like nothing stays the same. The only thing that is the same is that change, change is going to happen. So you can't stay in the, in the, in the bad spot. You can't. It will, that, those times will subside. They'll go away. All right. And I got a feeling we probably read some of the same books. So what are some of your favorite books? <laughs> some of my favorite books. You know what? I really, really enjoy reading um, Joel Osteen and Joyce Meyer books. Mm -hmm. they're, they're pastors and evangelists in the States because they're so relatable. And that, that's probably, they've probably impacted my writing a lot because of their relatability to people. And they just break things down so well but there's a book i'm reading right now by crystal andrus morissette it's called the emotional edge and it's written for women but men can get a lot out of it as well and it just really talks about how to empower yourself really really how it talks about um for example the different personality types i don't know if you've heard of disc before mm -hmm. yeah so it talks about how there's different personalities and and how they relate to people and how they communicate well, Crystal has done a number of research over the last 20 years in her work, and she's come up with her own set of personality and behavior types. And oh, it's so, really, just, really so she just changed it and made her own. <laughs> you know what? She's an amazing woman. Honest, honest to God, she is an amazing, amazing woman. Um, she, she'll take a concept and she'll just recreate it. Like as an entrepreneur, she's brilliant. She was actually featured on Oprah.com. And recently hired me to be a professor at her institute, SWAT Institute. So I am so excited to be working with her. 
Okay. So you was talking about that. Also, you were saying you got a new book coming out soon? Yes. So the book, um, there's a, a business here in London, uh, Paula Morand Enterprises. And basically, they created an anthology called Dream Big, Be Bold, specific for trailblazers, visionaries, and, and change makers. And so they approached me and said, you know what? You're doing a lot of great things. We want you to be in this book. I was like, okay, that sounds amazing. So they have, I think it's about 25 to 30 different people all over the world uh, in these books. This is their third volume, and it's a best-selling book. And that's going to be released the end of September. So it's called Dream Big, Be Bold, Trailblazers, Visionaries, and Changemakers. So it's, I'm excited about that. It's going to be great. And that talks about my personal story, like my personal, personal stuff that a lot of people don't know. So. All right. And speaking of personal, personal, and a lot of stuff people don't know, what are some of your interests and hobbies? My interests and hobbies? Well, I grew up as a classical musician. I was a pianist for, oh, 25 years. Started playing when I was six. And I did really well, entered competitions, won, got a scholarship to go to music school, but I ended up going into social work. And, uh, but so I'm a musician. That's one thing. Um, well, I, have, I said, why would you, I mean, but that sounds like a cool path. So what made you not want to do that? You know what? I let fear stop me in all honesty. So when are you going to go back and start doing that? Cause you can be an author and a piano at the same time. That ain't no, uh, you know, you can do those same time. I know. I know. I told, and you know what the thing is, I have three boys and so I'm teaching them piano and as I'm teaching them, I'm like, you know what? I got to start doing this again. And so I, I've been practicing and dibble dabbling and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm likely going to go back. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But I'm not doing it purposefully right now. I have so much going on. But I'm doing it. I'm in it. My foot is dabbling in there. But I've got three boys. They are wonderful. 19, 11, and 9. And uh, we're wrapping up the summer with their athletics. Oh, my gosh. It's been a crazy summer. Well, what sport they play? Um, the youngest one is heavy into soccer, and he just finished baseball, won the championship. And then my middle son, he's like world world round athlete. He just football, baseball, track and field. No matter what it is, he just excels at it. He's an amazing, amazing. And then my eldest, he was heavy into basketball until he got injured in March. And so he hasn't been playing as much, but yeah, they're, they're good kids. And then do you think it's important if you do, do you think it's important for parents to like keep their kids like involved in activities like sports or whatever, like piano or whatever, do you think that's important? Definitely, definitely. Anything that's going to help shape their minds. What I find with the sports, because it's very important to me that they do well academically. I don't want to make it seem like I'm just pushing them into sports. Academics is extremely important especially because it's opened the doors so much for my family in terms of my father. And I, I can get to that story later. But in terms of, of sports and athletics, the teamwork that has to go into it and the being able to take direction from a coach and being able to implement the things and practice, those are invaluable skills that they can they can basically use in every area of their lives yeah transferable so, skills exactly exactly and so i think it's really important for kids to be able to get involved in that stuff so what what's the story behind your father 
my father my father was born into extreme poverty he was born in jamaica and um my grandmother and gra my great grandfather and my grandmother worked really hard to send him to school because they i guess they saw something in him he was the first in their family to go to to school and, and get a post-secondary education. So my father, he's in his 70s now, so he went to university at Oxford in London, England. And that's during a time when black men didn't get to do that, right? Mm. And so um, it's opened so many doors for my family. And my sister and I, we've lived, we've lived a very charmed life that way. Like we've, we've gone to three different continents. Uh, we've seen many different countries. It's been, a wonderful life that way. Um, and I think because of that, my sister and I, we have a certain love and empathy for all people. And it's really important, I think, for children to be able to be exposed to different people in different lifestyles so that they can have that empathy, that understanding and love for their fellow human. Now that sounded like a commercial, but it's the truth. Well, I was gonna say, so what would you say like, like for me, like I was born in the hood, so you don't have no, like what you see is what you get. You have that environment. And that's actually a lot of people you, you can't even think outside your environment. You think that's all it is. So what mm -hmm. would you say to like kids growing up like that? You know, a lot of different schools will provide different opportunities. I cannot pretend to say that I know what it's like to be bored in the hood. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But you didn't watch. You don't watch the movies. You don't watch the. the I do movies? watch the movies, but I would think that those are a bit sensationalized. No, that's it. Like Boys in the Hood, that's pretty accurate. No, I just missed okay. it. Okay, okay. So then I would say, here, here's the thing though. Like I would say if you could study and, and work your way and, and, and just do really well in school so that you can get some sort of scholarship and a way out. But the thing is, it's really hard to study when you have nothing in your belly to eat. It's really hard to study when you're worried about crossing the street if you're going to get back. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it, those things are difficult and I don't want to pretend that they're not. So finding some sort of place like the YMCA, for example, I know that they've done a lot of great things for a lot of people that have come out of the hood, as you call it. Um, and uh, finding that one mentor that's willing to help. Because a, a lot of people talk about having a mentor, which is extremely important as well to try and, and, and get yourself out of the situation you're in. But the very first thing that has to happen is you have to believe that you can. You have to believe that there's more to your life than what is right in front of you. Once you have that belief, then it's like that law of attraction. Things are gonna start, opportunities are gonna start to come and you'll see, and you can't be scared to grab onto them and move forward. A lot of times I found anyways, when I was growing up that my friends wanted to party a lot, right? Let's go party, let's go here, let's go do that. And my parents were like, no, you got stuff to do. You got to practice your piano. You got to study your books. You got to do this. And the thing is at the time, I'm like, why are you so strict? But I get it now because one, it kept me out of trouble. Two, I learned so much being part of the teams or having to implement, for example, piano, it's a solo sport or not sport, but it's a solo activity, but you have to practice. And you have to discipline yourself. That's a transferable skill for everything else that I do. I know if I practice and discipline myself, I'll be able to accomplish what I need to accomplish. Right? So now I, I think I went on a tangent because I don't remember what your original question was. 
right, so we're going to the next question anyway, but how would you define success? How do I define success? Honestly, having peace within your heart. I, I've had, I've been at times in my life where I've had money in the bank and, ha and happy kids and all of that stuff. I had a lot of stuff, but I wasn't doing what I wanted to be doing in terms of career and my marriage wasn't what it was, what it could be, could have been. Um, a lot of things happen. So when you, when you have that discontent within, it's hard to be successful because things start to crumble. Eventually everything just crumbled. And so finding peace within your heart and really focusing and doing what you believe is right for you really is what I define success. Cause everything happens. Everything just starts happening. Opportunities come. Yeah, but I, I was thinking it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying in the beginning, though. I think a lot of times, like, we should uh, try to be more grateful with what we have at the mm -hmm. moment. Because I realized, yeah. like, I think it's just our how we're made. We're always going to want more. It don't matter where you're at. Like, especially material stuff. You all, whatever you get, you're going to want more and more and more. Yeah. Even if you're in shape, you're going to want to get in better shape. So it's like you have to learn how to kind of appreciate the moment sometimes. Be grateful for what you and Like have. you said, even if so, it's, like, a negative Try to find the positive out of it. It's very, very true. But you have to live your truth at the same time as you're doing that. So what do you mean by live your truth? Well, um, if you're living the life that your your parents say that you need to be doing this, your friends say you need to be doing working here, you need to be doing whatever it is, and you're not doing what you feel you need to be doing, eventually all the balls that you're juggling will just fall. So you've got to... Be true to yourself. All right. And what advice would you give to uh, a person that kind of want to, she wants to follow your path, kind of get a career like you have? The advice I would give is to be still for a little bit. And I don't know if, if they pray or meditate and really figure out what it is that they want out of their life. And then at that point, start making a plan. Reach out to somebody that's able to help them. Find someone who's where they want to be and start talking. Get information. But believe in yourself. Believe that you can. If you believe it, you'll have it. All right. I want you to share us the life hack. A what? Life hack. So it's like something you use in your life that improves it dramatically that people might not know about. Like somebody said, like, put vinegar in black and it don't fade. So something like that. <laughs> like a slogan? No, a life hack. Like something that you do that improves, improves your life. So oh. I'm saying, like, one dude was like, okay. put vinegar in your clothes and they don't fade. Somebody else was like, <laughs> I don't know. People say different stuff. People say weird stuff. <laughs> Apple cider vinegar, somebody said that one. So what you got? What I got? Oh, my goodness. The only thing I, I know that works, that's worked for me, is to pray. Pray. I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but you got some. I mean, you got, like, I'm talking about something, like, practical. Not, like, I know praying, but I'm just saying as far as, like, you know, like you got three boys. I know you know something that you can do. Oh, that like, I'm trying to think. You know what? I'm trying to think of something. So, because and the thing is, as soon as this interview is over, it's gonna come. What? Right. It's gonna come. So and back then, to praying, <laughs> I guess. So why why is praying important? And then another thing is, I guess, how do you pray? Like you were saying, like people, some people don't even know how to pray. So what exactly do you mean by praying? You know, when I was growing up, I grew up um, 
Anglican. Like it was a very regimented church, right? And so I didn't ever have a relationship with God. I knew of God. I knew there was a Bible, but this intimate relationship that I learned about probably not until I was in my early 20s, I didn't know about that. Like I just, you pray before you go to bed, you pray before your meals, you go to church on Sunday. That was the extent of it until I was in my early 20s. When I realized God is like, he's my daddy. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? So when I pray, I'm talking to my daddy. I'm, I'm crying, I'm, I'm saying thank you, I'm being grateful, I'm celebrating. He, he's there when I'm, I'm down and he's holding me. You know, that's how I pray, like a conversation. And I find that since I started developing that habit, my life has honestly just turned, turned around. And it's like I'm always just seeking out his presence, always want to be around God. Yeah, I was I would say it's um it's funny you say that because I actually I'm reading a book now. They kind of said the same thing, but they said it different. So he was saying like when you're praying, it's like uh, the higher you praying to your higher self or your subconscious. Mm -hmm. That's how he was saying it too. But it's, it's funny how you said it's like your daddy. So some like something higher to yourself. That's what you're praying to at the time. Yeah, yeah. And just yeah. talk or what? Like how? Yeah, we, talk. we digging deep. Like talk or what? How? I talk. Sometimes I talk. Sometimes I cry. You know, I just, it's just a, a conversation, like, but it's, it's even a more intimate and deeper conversation than I have with my earthly father, because it's just, there's no judgment. And the thing is sometimes, um, this is going to sound odd, but sometimes I, I might be doing something that I probably shouldn't be doing. And it's like, you get convicted of it, but not in a way where you feel you're in trouble. You know, like with your earthly parents, like, oh gosh, my dad's going to get me in trouble. It's not like that. It's more just a, a knowing something bad is going to happen if you continue down this path and really watch yourself. You know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? What benefit is, is going to come of this? That type of thing. So it's like having those type of conversations. And then um, one thing I was learning too that I know it's kind of hard for me to do, but they were saying like, even instead of just praying like once, it was like kind of you saying like, just think about God throughout the day oh, yeah. and everything. And then try to, actually, it's kind of the same thing when you're saying see positive and everything you do. Try to see the God in everybody you meet. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's funny you say that. Years ago, I was working with a, a lady at uh, my agency when I was in child protection. And she says to me, before she knocks on someone's house, she says a quick prayer. God, let the God in them see the God in me, that type of thing, and, and vice versa, so that she can have a positive interaction. Because, I mean, when you knock on someone's door and you start questioning their parenting, it's not always going to end nicely. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So having prayers like that really help. What would you like to say to all your um, fans and supporters? Thank you. Thank you so much. Last night I had a book signing and launch here in London and it went really well and people came out and we had a good time and I just I was humbled because there's so many people that are just cheering me on and I just want to say thank you because I, I couldn't do this if people weren't following me and, and liking me and and buying the books and all of that stuff so I, I'm just a heartfelt thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you
I want to say thank you for coming through politics with me. Yes, thank you for having me. No doubt. Anything you want to tell me, like your social media and everything? Yes, so my website is www.jenslay.com and all of my contact information is on there. I have a blog every Thursday. It comes out, a new blog post will come out. And so please subscribe to that and buy the book. Buy the book. You can go to Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, and uh, the Amazon in the UK as well. Yeah, my um, all the listeners on my show, they get promo codes and stuff to get discounts on buying books. So what's the promo code you're going to give them to buy the book? Now I'm just joking. <laughs> if you had told me, I would have made sure. But I mean, anybody that's, you know what, if they go through my website, then I I can totally, I can totally give them a discount. All right. So she said, go to the website and tell them you heard it on Pope Politics and she gets a 50% discount on the book. <laughs> it's a 50. It's a 50, but I will give them a discount. <laughs> Popolitikin.com. Hi, this is Jen Flay. I'm here on Popolitikin. And please come and visit me at www.jenslay.com or on Facebook in the Finesse Your Life group. I'd love to have you in. Thanks for listening to popolitikin.com, a self-help meets hip-hop brand. If you are an artist or business owner wanting to be featured on popolitikin.com, contact us at popolitikin at gmail.com. That's P-O-P-O. L-I-T-I-C-K-I-N at gmail.com or text 760-717-5803. If you're a listener that enjoys the show and wants to support, you can donate to popolitikin.com via paypal.com. Please send donations to popolitikin at gmail.com. Any amount will be helpful in continuing to create quality content and shows. As always, check out popolitikin.com for past episodes. Make sure you subscribe to Popolitikin on iTunes, YouTube, Podomatic, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.